Commencing countdown. Three, two, one. This is the Contracting Experience. Connecting government contracting professionals to the world around them through conversations with acquisition influencers, insights into evolving hot topics, and sharing lessons learned from the field. Hello, listeners. The Contracting Experience is about to celebrate one year on the Soundwaves. I want to thank you for listening and making us part of your day. It really means a lot to me and AFMCPK to support the workforce and encourage your connection to the government acquisition world around you. In this next episode, we are going to try something a little different. MSG Miked Up is a podcast hosted by 87th Contracting Squadron Commander Lieutenant Colonel Axel Clark. The podcast offers on-demand interviews and stories from around the 87th Mission Support Group and Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst in New Jersey. Hear from leadership across the Joint Base and get up-to-date on the latest MSG 2020-plus initiatives. Lieutenant Colonel Clark recorded an episode for the Contracting Experience to feature the base's latest innovation initiative. In spring 2019, the 87th Contracting Squadron at Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst took on Air Force Leadership's Innovation Challenge to think big, start small, and scale fast by hosting the first ever base level pitch day event using a commercial solutions opening. In this next episode, 87th Contracting Squadron Commander, Lieutenant Colonel Axel Clark, leads a discussion with the contracting officer and contract specialist that executed the effort, Sergeant Dustin Golden and Maggie Faulkner. Lieutenant Colonel Clark and his team's enthusiastic conversation about trying something different and working with non-traditional vendors to get commercial solutions to the warfighter is fun to listen to. They are candid in sharing their lessons learned and are eager to see how other teams put their own spin on the CSO process. This is MSG Miked Up, a podcast from the 87th Mission Support Group, where we go around JBMDL to talk to people to hear about all the amazing things happening every day. Hello, everyone. This is Lieutenant Colonel Axel Clark. I'm the commander at the 87th Contracting Squadron. And today I have with me Tech Sergeant Dustin Golden and Ms. Maggie Faulkner. Hello. Welcome, welcome all. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the JBMDL pitch day event that we had back in June. So. We're going to go through why and how we did it, the detailed process of what we did, talk about some of the stuff that was delivered, and then some of our lessons learned. So, Dustin, before we get into the why, can you give just a brief overview of what the JBMDL Pitch Day was about? Sure. So, JBMDL Pitch Day was a culmination of effort resulting from a CSO, a commercial solutions opening. We invited 10 vendors out to NJIT to pitch their solutions to our problems in person after which they were awarded contracts. Five vendors were awarded contracts on the same day. One-page contracts with payment. Yes. Yeah, so that was that was a cool thing. So now I'm gonna kind of go through why we did it and how we got there uh, before we get into the process. So kind of going back to earlier in the fiscal year, CONS has been involved in the innovation efforts across the joint base here. And we did a JBMDL Spark Tank and we got a lot of interesting submittals, but many of them were more problems needing a solution instead of final solutions that we could implement. So I was trying to find, and we were trying to brainstorm how we can help get these folks across the bridge or across the 
the way to a final solution that is something that they could implement within their squadrons. And so that was on our minds. And then also around that time, we saw the Air Force pitch day in the news. So they talked about how they were going to do one-page contracts and payments that day. So I was definitely intrigued. And I went to the Air Force Worldwide Training Summit in March. And one of my goals was to figure out, okay, how did they do this Air Force pitch day? And can we do that here at JBMDL? So I just happened to luck out and I was talking to Major Sarah Lark. And I asked her, hey, who up on the staff helped with this Air Force pitch day? And lucky for me, it was her. And so she explained what they did. And she said, you know, I said, how can we do this at JBMDL? And she said, well, they use SBIR process, a a BAA, uh, Broad Agency Announcement, for the Air Force pitch day. But there's this other solicitation process called a commercial solutions opening that we may be able to use at the base level. So I, at that time, I had never heard of a CSO, which in some ways I was embarrassed and somewhat frustrated with. But she explained to me that it's similar to a broad agency announcement. The purpose is to purchase innovative supply services and R&D. You can use it with all funding types and that it's to purchase commercial products. And that also there's an option to award either a contract or other transaction from it. So I was extremely excited. There were some of us there at the summit who were brainstorming how we could do use this at our base, but we also knew that it was very close to when they were going to be pulling our SWAR innovation fund, so it was going to be a tight timeline. But when I came back from the summit, I was talking I happened to be talking to the wing commander the very next day at a breakfast and I explained that there's this new process where we instead of writing out the specific requirements, we just post our problem statements and then we'll get in a five page white paper a pitch deck and our technical evaluators or SMEs will review those and if we like them we'll have the company come pitch us and if we like the pitch then we can buy it on the spot and he said yes I want this he needed no other convincing and then he also I said well just want to let you know that there's going to be some risk here because this really hasn't been done at the base level so I'm not sure how it's going to go and he, he told me that it doesn't matter if we buy anything from this, he thinks just giving this a shot and taking the risk is worth it. So that was very helpful to us as a team to kind of have that top cover from leadership saying that uh, they support us to give this a shot and it doesn't matter if we purchase something, they've got our backs. So that was very helpful and gave us some confidence going in. So then I got started Golden and Maggie together and we started brainstorming what we were going to do for our CSO and it, we really started learning about CSOs because at the time, like I mentioned, we didn't know what there was. So we started digging into the resources on the Air Force Contracting Central page. And we ultimately kind of arrived at our CSO, which was a open two-step solicitation with the second step being the pitch. We we're going to use 3,400 O&M funding. And that could either be Squadron Innovation Funds, Commander's Readiness Funds, or just regular O&M. And then we figured out how we could do the one-page contract, which was through a deviation. Uh, these are going to be for firm fixed price items. And then finally, we kind of went back and forth about how to do the payment on the same day because we wanted it to be consistent with the Air Force pitch day concept, and we arrived at an advanced payment. So that's kind of how we got to, to the pitch day and some of the background. Maggie, can you kind of go through now the process and how, uh, how we arrived, how we got to the pitch day? Sure, yeah. So first thing we did was uh, pretty much just reached out to personnel across the base and asked them to provide us with either some specific problem statements for challenges they were facing or sometimes there were just some overarching areas of interest 
think we received maybe about 35 to 40 of those. Uh, we posted those on FBO in our solicitation. And uh, during the solicitation phase, we also had a ask me anything question and answer telecon where uh, we had all ourselves in contracting as well as all the some of the SMEs were in the room and anybody, any potential vendor could call in and either ask questions about the specific problem statements or they could ask questions about the CSO process in general. So we, we had that. Um, lots of good, lots of good feedback there. Lots of good uh, questions and answers there. When the solicitation closed out, we ended up receiving 72 proposals. We then went into the evaluation phase, which took about two weeks. Uh, we had our conference room kind of open for for two days, and the different SMEs could come in and actually review their proposals with contracting if they wanted to. So we did have people in and out throughout those two days doing evaluations, and and some people just sent them in, you know, via email. But that was different as well. Was having having those two days dedicated. So I have a question for you on yes. the seventy-two proposals. Oh yes, yes. Was that more than you expected, or was that about like? Um, did you think it was? Did it make you nervous that we got 72? <laughs> no, it didn't make me nervous. I, I, It was a little bit more than I was expecting. Well, well, I don't know. It was kind of in line with what I was expecting. Um, I, I heard that the, the Air Force pitch day, they had like probably like 200 proposals for there. So I kind of was thinking we probably weren't going to get that many. But 72, I think, was a little bit more than I was expecting. But it definitely, it didn't really make me nervous. I kind of felt like... Uh, we could probably handle that number. It was definitely a challenge, but it wasn't, I didn't really feel overwhelmed or anything. Yeah. yeah during that process. I think that for me, I did not want five proposals. Right. I also did want 500. <laughs> so I thought, now you all are the ones that had to manage the evaluations, mm -hmm. but I thought that it was pretty close to what we were looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd say it's about pretty much what yeah. I was expecting. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so after we eva evaluated those proposals, um, we narrowed it down to our 10 vendors that we invited to the pitch day and and then we moved into our to our pitch day event and sergeant golden kind of already talked about you know what, what resulted from that so that was the basic process can you talk a little bit about the mechanics of pitch day how everything was organized i was really impressed by the whole thing how how everything turned out um we had the we partnered um with our, our local uh, PTAC, which I think you're going to talk about a little bit later, sir, but um, we, we hosted it at the uh, New Jersey Institute of Technology. They had kind of a big space for us to utilize, and wing leadership, base leadership all came out to, you know, ask questions and, you know, serve on the panel, so everybody everybody was there. All the vendors came out. Some of them had some, uh, some demo you know, equipment set up. There was a virtual reality training demo that was set up that anybody could try. Uh, some people brought some drones, but they weren't able to, to use those in the building, unfortunately. But it was, just, it was really exciting to see everything come together. Um, and then we just, we had a set schedule. We, you know, one by one, each vendor just got up and pitched. Uh, like, like was mentioned, there was five minutes for the pitch, five minutes for demo or question and answer, and then five minutes to make a decision. So, um, yeah, we were just we were set up at the back of the room. Contracting was, and if they got the award, and they came right back, and we signed their contract and processed their payment, and they were good to go. So it went, I think it went pretty smoothly overall. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right, Dustin, do you want to go through kind of some of the stuff, some of the uh, commercial solutions that and products that we award contracts for, and what's been delivered, and then maybe some of the other things that came out of the debriefings for the unsuccessful offers. Sure can. So as Maggie said, we, we had 72 proposals come in for just a wide array of things, and we whittled those down to 10 vendors. 
And those 10 vendors came out and pitched on pitch day. And um, again, they were for a wide array of things. We had virtual, uh, virtual reality, uh, augmented reality, all kinds of things that came out for the for the actual pitch. In the end, it came out to five uh, contracts awarded that day, uh, and and fifteen percent payment made that day. So we had one for virtual reality for the pilots on base, where they actually scan the cockpit and provide scenarios and all that. Uh, kind of stuff for the pilots in virtual reality training. Uh, we had personnel and notification, personnel tracking and notification system. We had solar-powered pond aeration system, and then we had we had a augmented reality little nuggets basically where they could be put out in the field and they provide hazmat training for our medical folks. And uh, then we had the dark horse that everybody, everybody or should I say nobody expected to actually be successful was the industrial portable lights. At least at first. At when first, you first, for it, sure. When you first hear that these lights are going to be innovative, I think at least for me, I was unsure. Exactly. So these these portable, chargeable industrial lights can replace gas-powered lights that we usually use on the flight line and at, at CE and uh, security forces. But they're about the size of a small briefcase or laptop container. And they they provide an enormous amount of light. During the actual event, they turned these lights on and they blinded everybody. Uh, and the panel like requested them to turn the lights off. <laughs> well, I remember one wing commander had to put sunglasses on, yes. and then the SME, who was a lieutenant from CE, he his first question was, "Sir, my first question is, can you turn the light off so I can see your face for the second question?" <laughs> yes. So after that proposal and the pitch that vendor was actually awarded on the spot and then i believe they were awarded two subsequent contracts for other units because they were impressed by the pitch as well right so we had written into the cso that other units with similar problems or missions could award contracts off of our cso so we tried to make it as open as possible uh, and as flexible as possible exactly now so for for the less successful offers, I wouldn't call them unsuccessful, but the less successful successful offers, we had debriefing letters that were very helpful. We had lots of information on how to get other CSOs or get into the Cibber program. We, we wanted them to have a sense of, hey, you might not be successful this time, but we want you to succeed in the future. So we put that into our unsuccessful offer letters and our uh, debriefing letters. And we had multiple vendors come back and say, hey, look, we, we followed your advice and we were awarded a Cibber Phase 2 or we were awarded a Cibber Phase 1 um, and we'd like some help from your unit to help get through that process or get an MOU. So uh, our debriefings helped the vendors get further into the government system, whereas earlier they might not have even wanted to do business with the government at all because they're such a small business and they were able to gain success Uh, with their product right so we saw success even from the unsuccessful offers and I think that many of the unsuccessful offers that came back to us their products were were too like too cutting edge in some ways like we needed to show that they could be applied to the military setting which I think is perfect for the SBR program that's the purpose of it so I think it was really cool that for these solutions that came in that maybe are a little too early stage for us here trying to buy complete commercial solutions, we were able to redirect them to SBIR. And then 
we're looking to sign the MOUs with them. So we're still working with them as they develop their prototype and figure out how to apply it to the military in the military setting. So I think that was just a really cool benefit that I don't think that I had contemplated beforehand. We were really just trying to make sure, we were trying to help them stay in the process, but I don't think we foresaw it would be that that uh, they would have come around so quickly to back to us and it would have been so successful. Yeah, and it was it was definitely nice to see them come back and, and tell us how, how they, you know, used what we gave them and they actually got success with a government contract. A lot of those vendors were uh, either either they were too cutting edge or we just couldn't approve them at our level. So some 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 of these actually needed an AFRL or an AFWorks kind of contract in order to get their foot in the door because at JBMDL we weren't really the approval authority on that. Well, I think we ran into problems with drones and also with some of the information assurance related to software systems. Exactly. Those those are probably two of our challenges in terms of being able to purchase some of these more cutting edge technologies. What other feedback did you get from the from the uh, vendors? Because I know we sent out a request for feedback after the event since it was our, our, our first try at this. We wanted to see from the contractor perspective, how, what did they think about it? So overall, the the vendors loved the process. They thought it was it was great that we actually said we were going to do awards on the same day and then we actually did do awards on the same day. They loved that the process catered to small businesses. They loved that they were able to get their foot and see the, how the process worked. They loved that we um, that we were open and transparent and they loved the speed of it. Generally speaking, contracting, as we all know, is, is a slow process. So the fact that, that we were able to take them from you know, getting their proposal and getting their pitch and making award in, in, in roughly a month it was was huge for them. Right. I don't think we've mentioned it, but the entire process, I mentioned earlier that we were worried that the Air Force was going to pull back the Squire Innovation Funds, but the whole process started in early April and, and then we had our pitch day on the 10th of June. So it was a, a two months from concept to contracts. And I think from proposal receipt, like you said, it was just about a month from receiving the proposal maybe even less it was less than a month between receiving the proposal and inviting them out for the pitch so it was uh definitely a a fast process and that kind of leads us into our lessons learned so in general i think we had we would consider it to be uh largely a success but we definitely had a lot of lessons learned and the first one i think is maggie you're going to cover this one it's related to the speed of the speed that we just talked about Yes, I uh, can't believe I'm going to say this being a contracting professional, but we did it too fast, I think, in general. And it was mostly, I think, because we had our day. We had our pitch day set, and that was the day that we had the venue booked, and we needed to have the pitch day on that day. So everything was, you know, overall, again, very successful, but, the, you know, there were some kind of, like, a few small missteps along the way, probably because we were, we were rushing First thing was um, kind of collecting the the different SMEs from across the base. Uh, we we did run into some issues where uh, some people maybe weren't available the whole time because they were TDY or things like that. So maybe would have wanted to take some more time initially to make sure we had people dedicated that could be there and for the entire time to, you know, from the very beginning through evaluation um, up into the pitch day. Uh, once we received the proposals, uh, 
I feel like maybe we we didn't have enough time to do the the proper coordination that we needed to. Some of them involved um, several different agencies having to work together and come up with a plan, and we didn't really have the time to work all of that out. So I think that resulted in us having a few maybes on the pitch day because we really didn't know if their solution would be feasible or not because we didn't really kind of coordinate beforehand. Right, so we had to defer four mm -hmm. of the decisions because mostly for internal coordination that yeah. we didn't coordinate with all the internal stakeholders prior to the event. And I think one thing that may have contributed to that is when we were collecting the problem statements at least initially, we only collected the problem statement and not the SME. And so we ended up, we had a couple, we had SMEs kind of through us through the process, but there were many cases where proposals came in and that's the first time that we were finding SMEs. Like I remember mm -hmm. our uh, the security forces individual who was doing the drone evaluations, I just happened to run into him in some separate unrelated meeting and he said, oh yeah, I do drones for security forces. Like I grabbed him on the shoulder. <laughs> I said, look, we need you to come over to the con squadron tomorrow to look at this drone detection proposal that's come in. And so I think uh, there was some spin up time of, he didn't even necessarily know but that this process was ongoing and uh, we're just dropping on him. Hey, look at this five page white paper and pitch deck. And then if you give us the thumbs up, this company's gonna be pitching you in two weeks. And that's kind of a lot for someone mm -hmm. to take in. So I think that's one thing that we've tried to do for this next iteration. We're collecting the SMEs up front so they're involved throughout the process. And they can start doing their internal coordinations now, knowing that they may get solutions coming in. So I think, and the other thing that I'll mention is this feedback came mainly from, I think, like the wing commanders and leadership that the they like that we were able to do our internal coordination. So at the pitch day event, we uh, we were still trying to figure some of that stuff out. So I think a good question that someone else, one of the other leaders asked was, was the contracting process too fast or was our other bureaucratic processes too slow? I think that's a good question of is, do should we slow down this or should we try to speed up these other bureaucratic coordination process. I think it's probably a little bit of both, mm -hmm. uh, but kind of a good, an interesting way of thinking about it. I think it also would have been nice to have a little more time to reach out to the companies and explain more detail about what our problems were because any sort of custom solution, I think was tough for them to put something together on such, such a short timeline. All right, Dustin, you have a, another lessons learned, lesson yeah, learned so, for us. So my biggest lesson learned was, was with software and using documentation, right? So to tie into the process being too fast and having the evaluations kind of short notice with the technical evaluators, I think we, we changed up the way that we do evaluations in this process and we put it all into an Excel spreadsheet and we used uh, mail merge, which to be honest, I had never heard of before until uh, Colonel Clark invited me into that world. And uh, so we, we used mail merge and it really, it really changed the way that I feel I should be doing debriefings and anything else, really. So we had the evaluators do all the evaluations and documentation in one Excel spreadsheet. And from that spreadsheet, we were able to send out debriefing letters, invite letters, technical evaluation, technical cheat, evaluation sheets. cheat sheets, we, uh, contracts. We built everything out of one Excel spreadsheet, and we were able to send out 72 letters to 72 different vendors all at once in about three minutes so that really helped with the process being so fast able to cut being able to cut down time with our documentation it was really key 
to maintaining that speed. And if we if we didn't use the Excel spreadsheet and we didn't use mail merge, I think we would have been way beyond our, our deadline. At least a lot more hours would have been spent trying For to sure. put together all of these documents. For okay. Sure. All right, then the lesson learned that I want to hit on is uh, Maggie mentioned that we use the PTAC or the Procurement Technical Assistance Center. So the PTAC director at the New Jersey Institute of Technology is the honorary commander here for the squadron. And so when I started thinking about doing this, I reached out to him because the PTAC's responsibility or their mission is to help small businesses do business with the government. And they're funded by DLA, but it's a free service to small businesses uh, to help them figure out how to get into the process. And so we sent our announcement out to him and he kind of farmed that out to his network of companies within New Jersey. And I remember there were multiple times through this process where I was a little bit nervous because we didn't know how things were going to go. It was the first time we were doing things. But the most terrified I was was when uh, he came back and said, hey, I sent this out to my network. I'm considering sending it out to every PTAC in America to have them forward <laughs> out. And that's what I was thinking. I don't want like five proposals, but I don't want 5,000 proposals for the first time. So I was trying to figure out how to say thank you for the offer, but let's just keep it in uh, New Jersey for this first time. And his impact and his, oh, I forgot to mention that he also ran seminars and workshops leading up to the proposal due date to help companies register in SAM and put together their proposals and capability statements. So really a great partnership with the PTAC. And, uh, and the efforts were kind of shown or paid off when half the companies that we invited were New Jersey-based companies. So I think that was really cool for us to realize how much technology is here in New Jersey right around the base. And a lot of that was due to the efforts of the PTAC to get the word out uh, to those companies. All right, so the last thing we're gonna hit is what's your favorite story or part of the JBMDL Pitch Day event? So for me, innovation is great, doing a new process is great, but for me, my favorite part of the CSO is seeing the reaction from all the vendors. So we had small businesses had never done business with the government, people who were basically working out of their garages and stuff like that. So uh, seeing the vendor reaction to faster contracting process, um, and, and really after, after pitch day, when I got all the feedback from the vendors talking about how they loved what we did and they loved that, that, uh, we actually anticipated a day, a same day reward and our award and did it, uh, and funded same day. That was, that was one of my favorite parts and, and signing the contract in person, I think really changed the way we do things in contracting. Cause we're so used to sitting behind a desk and sending out an email, waiting for them to sign it, send it back, and being there right next to the guy signing the award and then seeing the look on his face when he actually received his award and received his payment was 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 personal for me. So it was it was a great experience. Cool. Mag, what about you? I, I completely agree with Sergeant Golden. The the reactions from the vendors was great. I, I was I was personally really surprised at how I kind of reacted to the whole pitch day. I, I was really you know, I was kind of, I kind of felt a sense of relief going into it because I felt like, okay, <laughs> yes. our, our work is done and now it's on the vendors and it's on the panel to work this all out. Um, but, I, you know, I was, the, the space that we had was really nice. I, I was kind of like, wow, this is like a real official <laughs> event. You know, not that it wasn't, but it kind of, it made it real for me in the moment. And then I found my, I was really surprised I found myself being like really nervous for the contractors while they were pitching. And I, I felt like I was watching a live 
filming of like Shark Tank, I was like, oh, please do a good job. Like, please. <laughs> and I, I was so worried that they were all going to be no's and it was going to be terrible. Everybody was going to be upset. But, you know, it wasn't. And the, the first one that went up, I think that was like a really quick yes. And I was like, oh, it was so great. Um, and then it just I, that, that feeling of, of nervousness kind of went away as it went on. But it was just, it was really great to see, especially the ones who got an award, you know, a yes right on the spot. It was really great to see. That's what you don't see normally. You don't see the vendor's reaction when they get mm, the awards. Exactly. Like, you don't see that because we do everything via email. So that that was really great for me. My my heart was full after, cool. <laughs> after the pitch day yeah. event. I think for me, so I, I turned you all loose on this process. And at first we didn't, we had to do a lot of learning and figuring things out and how many we had eight amendments or yes, maybe even eight more amendments. but we you know we were iterating continuously as we were going through the process and it was really cool to see you all as a team kind of bond together and divvy out the tasks and really form a great team we had a lot of, we had different differing opinions and differing ideas as we went through this but i think we 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 used those different opinions to make our cso the best that we could so I think it was cool to see you all come together and uh, and really take this thing on and make it happen on like we mentioned a very very short timeline. And then I think the other thing is that the it was cool to see the SMEs get these things in front of them because I think a lot of times people will go out and see something cool or see something that they they think will help their mission and then th they fear the contracting process or they try to enter this idea into the contracting process and it just takes months or even years. And so I think this was cool because in some in some of these SMEs, they were just doing their day-to-day -day job, but then all of a sudden they got invited to start looking at these interesting technical solutions. And then uh, a week or two later, they were hearing this company's pitch with the opportunity to purchase them. So I think putting these different innovative technologies in front of our SMEs, I think was exciting to me because it, it helped show them a path to actually bring this, this technology into their units. All right, so looking forward, what do we see as the future for CSOs at JVMDL and the Air Force? All right, so like you said, at JVMDL and the Air Force, I think the future is kind of two-pronged, right? So um, for the Air Force, I think the future is now. I have so many contracting officers reaching out for guidance on how to do the process, on how to have the one-page contract, on how to you know, do the, the funding ahead of time. I've had emails from... McDill, Robbins, Patrick, Barksdale, Travis, all these contracting offices wanting to do the CSO. So um, really, if, if you're not already starting the process, you're behind the curve. Mm -hmm. um, CSOs are the future, and they're definitely the way that the Air Force can build on innovation and, and actually change the way processes work. And then at the JBMDL level, where we're turning it into a truly open CSO where vendors can reach out and submit proposals at any time. There's really no cutoff. Uh, technical evaluators can go out to conferences, and, conferences trade shows. and trade shows and come back with vendors and have them submit proposals. And if it comes out that, that it's mission critical, we can award on the spot or we can invite them out to an actual pitch. Really, the sky's the limit. We, we're, we're opening it up so we can actually get innovation and get ahead of, get ahead of the ball instead of trying to figure out the process along the way we can have uh, new stuff come in every day. And Meg, we've sent you to uh, the Spark Collider at AppWorks. Yes, I, I gave a presentation there at one of the breakout sessions about our, our CSO and 
everybody was very, very interested, and I, I stayed behind afterwards and talked to a lot of people, gave a lot of my email address out to a lot of people, and had had a lot of emails when I came back in the <laughs> office. So people people are definitely definitely interested in this, um, and I hope I hope that a lot of other bases start to do it as well. Right, and we have a pretty good partnership with McDill, who did theirs shortly after ours. They were up at our at our pitch day, and so now we're kind of partnering with them to try some different approaches. Because that's one thing I hope that people do moving forward is I'm sure there's other interesting ways of doing this, and because the process is pretty wide open, so I'm interested to see other possibilities that that pe where people take this. Because one thing that we've discussed is maybe even doing a virtual pitch day or something like that for some of the bases that are not as close to some of these metropolitan areas. So I think there's a lot of opportunities and I'm excited to see where, where people take it. If you want to be cool, you got to do a CSO. <laughs> That's the main takeaway. I second that. <laughs> no, so we're, and we are, uh, we're here to offer our lessons learned and provide assistance. Uh, we can probably put the, well, you can look us up in the global, we'll put the names in the show notes. But uh, we're here to help and we're excited to see a, a blossoming of CSOs in the Air Force in fiscal year 2020. Thank you again to Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst 87th Contracting Squadron Commander Lieutenant Colonel Axel Clark, Contracting Officer Sergeant Dustin Golden, and Contract Specialist Maggie Faulkner for sharing your experience in executing the Commercial Solutions opening. Check out the show notes for links to articles on Joint Base MDL's CSO and more information on using Mail Merge in Microsoft Word and Excel that Sergeant Golden mentioned in this episode. For government personnel with Air Force Portal Access, there is a link posted to Air Force Contracting Central with information on commercial solutions openings.